following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and wherever you may be listening, this is the Retirement Playbook, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here with you every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m., right here on KZIM, KSIM. And this morning, Tony Shore is joining the show today. Good morning, Tony. Well, good morning, Brock. Thanks for having me on, and I appreciate being on the show I'm excited about this one. We have a lot to talk about today, I I know, and I'm interested to uh, get your professional opinion and take on what's happening. And I know you have a lot of other things you want to talk about on the show today. But first, yeah, I have had a, a great week. Uh, I'm just getting over a bit of a cold. And um, not to talk about the coronavirus, but we were just talking before the show, uh, the flu is going around. I mean, it is really, really crazy. And I almost feel it because I had it last week. And I feel like anybody that I've talked to um, Friday, Saturday or Sunday got it um, because my little nephew got it. My dad got it. And we were together Saturday. So it's just, yeah, Tony, it's one of those things where it is crazy. And I know you said your your area is kind of nuts, too, right now with the flu. Yeah, everyone uh, I work with and know, it seems like it's going around. And it's going around my house right now, so it's just a few more weeks, Tony. Just a few more weeks. We yeah, just need a if we can few hold out weeks. until spring, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, we've got a great show lined up for you folks today. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to let you know you can go to our website. You can listen to past shows. You can check out all of the information that we've talked about on this uh, show. You can find a lot of that information on our website, and that website is theinnovativeteam.com theinnovativeteam.com. Go in there and check out past shows. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and really anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can listen to our show. So if you miss a topic or if you miss a week, you can go back and you can listen to one of those shows. Also, uh, we have a retirement income toolkit available. So if you, you know, not sure if you want to give us a call and really get started on a customized plan, but you want some great information, go download our retirement income toolkit. It's available on our website that you can get some great information on Social Security, uh, taxes. There's all kinds of great information as far as that toolkit is concerned. So I highly encourage you to uh, do that if you're not quite ready to take the next step. But if you are ready to take the next step and you feel like you need to do something about your retirement and your confidence when it deals with your retirement, give us a call. 573-332-332. 7855. Leave a message. We'll call you back on Monday and we'll set up a time. There's no cost to have a conversation. Okay. So we can talk about your situation and I can even give you a little bit of some tips in here, uh, here and there. So anyway, uh, that's the deal, Tony. So let's get started with this week's show. It's titled, What If You Never Plan to Retire? Wow. Who doesn't want to retire? <laughs> exactly. I think we all want to retire at some point, but you know, you hear this a lot, or I hear it a lot in my business, which is, oh, I'm never going to retire. I'm going to work the, my entire life and I'm going to do this. And Tony, quite frankly, that's not a plan, you know? No. And so, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm going to actually reference a little article here, uh, an article that was on MotleyFool.com by Maureen Beckman. And it's titled, Do I Need a Nest Egg If I Never Plan to Retire? And it it quotes in here that 16% of workers today believe that they'll keep working until they're 75 or older. And I don't know about you, Tony. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, I don't want to be working when I'm 75. And, Uh and, And second of all, that's not a plan. Yeah. I didn't even expect to live past 30. (laughs) <laughs> and, I have an exer- and I haven't exercised since the Carter administration, but here I am. 
going strong. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but people are living longer and longer. So I guess I guess we shouldn't be surprised because of longevity, right? But not retiring until you're 74, 75, uh, that's wild. But I guess if you're, you know, if you're physically uh, able and you're happy and you want to keep going, that's good, I guess. Well, the fact is, is that, you know, everyone needs a plan. And if your plan that's is, true. you know, you're not going to work. I guess that's still somewhat of a plan, but that's not a good plan in my opinion. Right. And, and, uh, and, if, people, the why- and if people never plan to stop working, Brock, uh, they probably need to think about saving more money, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, Tony, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported in 2017, okay, so a few years ago, that 32% of individuals in the 65 to 69 age bracket were still working, okay? Now, here's the difference, Tony. Is it, are you working because you have to or because you want to? I mean, some people, let's face it, they're just worker bees. Like, they just enjoy working. They enjoy the fact that they're contributing to a cause, and they're, 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 they, it brings meaning to their life. And I get that. But they're doing it because they want to, not because they have to financially. And that's the big difference. There's nothing wrong with working in retirement. Now, you need to understand how that employment income is going to affect your Social Security benefits, for example, and other things. But it's it all comes down to, do you have to, are you doing it because you have to or because you want to? And um, so that that's, that's something I talk to people quite frequently about, is that you're saying you want to work in retirement? Are you, why are we saying that? Like, let's get down to the real truth here. And so that's a, that's a common conversation we uh, typically have. Well, yeah, and I know that's, Brock, that's something that you typically do help your clients out with, and that's such an important part of it, and having a plan, we all need a plan in place, and you don't have to go through it alone, but but again, if people plan, don't plan on, you know, if they plan on retiring later and working into their retirement years, um, do they still have to think about saving money, or because they're working, they don't a lot of them might think that I don't need to have a big retirement account because I'm going to keep working. Yeah, and, and and again, I think you know the answer to that. They sh- obviously should be saving for retirement because of contingency plans. Why? Because you might not be healthy enough to work in retirement. You know, I mean, how many people have I sat down and visited with that work at, for example, Procter & Gable in our local area, and, you know, they're on their feet for 12 straight hours. And when you have arthritis, for example, that's not a comfortable feeling. So, you know, your health may not allow you to live out this plan of working till 75 or beyond like some of these people in this study plan to do. So, Tony, here's what we're going to do. All right. We're going to talk about this intelligently and we're going to get a plan and we're going to talk about plans so even if you don't intend to retire at some point, we're going to give you some tips and ideas here uh, this morning on this show to help you to where if you had to stop working or if you want to stop working, you can. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So um, today we want to talk about intelligently planning. So obviously one of the first things you could do if it's available to you is to start contributing to your 401k. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. And if if you don't have that available to you, you can op- take it upon yourself, okay, to open up an IRA, whether it be a traditional or a Roth. So not having a workplace retirement is definitely not an excuse to save for retirement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I hear a lot about is, Hey, my bills have increased or I had a medical expense that I had to pay off and all this pay yourself first folks pay yourself first. Now, Brock, I've heard you say that a few times. What do you mean by pay yourself first? What I mean by that? And there's a certain individual (laughs) that has his own radio show empire and, and, and he, he, he references this quite a bit as far as his process is concerned. And what it means is simply put the money, whether it's in a savings account for the emergency fund 
or it's put away for in, in retirement in your 401k, but make it automatic and make sure that it, whatever the dollar amount is, gets transferred to a savings account before any of your bills are paid. So a lot of uh, you know employers will offer payroll deduction and one of those ways to deduct from your payroll is to save for you know emergencies inside of a, a separate bank account. So maybe the bulk of your paycheck goes to uh, or the net you know amount goes to your checking account to help pay for bills. But before that happens, you can have it a dollar amount sent to a savings account. So or obviously a 401k uh, would be ideal uh, to, to save for retirement as well. So that's what I mean by paying yourself first, Tony, is make sure that you save money before you start paying all these other bills. Maybe you pay a little bit less. And I know it might drive you crazy to have this debt. Maybe it's a, a debt to a, you know, an agency that, that is, you know, representing a hospital, for example, on a, on a medical bill. But work with them. They'll work with you. Okay, maybe pay a little bit less because you need to save money before you pay your bills. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So that's what you mean by pay yourself first. And so, and so, to get to the the point here, I think a lot of people uh, might think that they don't have to put money in a four hundred one k or save for retirement if they plan on working, Uh, but that's not always the case, is it? It, it's not. And again, one of the major things is the health challenges, Tony. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. You know, and what about layoffs and mergers? Uh, maybe you need to care for family or loved ones. So even if you plan on never retiring uh, or working until the day you leave this earthly plane, you have to prepare for the unexpected. Okay. So, so if your plans do change and you only have Social Security to rely on, Tony, you're going to find yourself in a very, very bad spot. Mm. Okay. With the average Social Security benefit of $1,500 a month, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough yeah. to make all your ends meet. You know? No, that's not going to cut it. It's it's not going to cut it. Thank you. You just <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being just blunt and upfront. It, it, you're right. It's not going to cut it. And so, um, you know, that's the reason why you still need to save money, even if you never plan to retire. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep that that makes sense. So I I know there are a lot of people out there uh, that never really consider retiring, though, right? There are. And uh, there was a bankrate.com article. So if you go to bankrate.com, there was an article titled Six in Ten Americans Don't Know How Much Money They Need to Retire. Yeah, that's okay. I, I believe that. 19 million Americans plan to never retire, including 9% of baby boomers who are oh, getting I'm surprised. ready. I'm surprised that it's that high. It's That's a high number. Um, considering I thought all baby boomers wanted to retire or were retired. You know what I mean? Well, look, here's, here's what it boils down to. Almost one of every 10 baby boomers don't plan to retire. Wow. Okay. And and that's coming up soon. This is not like down the road in the future, Tony. I mean, this is happening now and and it will for the next several years. You know, there's 10,000 people turning 65 in this country every single day, Tony, 10,000. And will for the next several years, many of whom are not ready to, to take on the challenges and the financial burden of retirement. So anyway, this is a problem. We're going to get to some of the solutions next. We're going to take a break here. Um, so we're going to talk about this and much, much more. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you'd like a complimentary copy, call our office at 573-332-7855 or visit us at theinnovativeteam.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock here. It's Innovative Financial Solutions, and we are the retirement people. And again, we're here with you every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on KZIM, KSIM. Tony, we've had some very volatile times in the market, 
<laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Talk about market corrections. I mean, you know, I'm listening to a lot of different takes on this. Right. You know, the talking heads are always eager to throw out their opinions. And uh, one person says it's just going to keep dropping, but uh, don't get out, wait. And then uh, another person says, this is good. This is a correction that was needed. The market was overvalued. I saw this coming. And mm -hmm. so, you know, you hear all these things, but the reality is when people look at their portfolios and see that they've lost thousands of dollars or right. perhaps in an, in investment accounts and in the stock market, they panic and let their emotions uh, take control, don't they? Man, they do. They do. And what, you know, you, and that's not good. It's not good. And what you always have to remember is a couple things. Number one, when things like this happen, I agree. They are they are good for the market to reset values. That's the first kind of thought, right? In other words, the market had a really good run last year, and now it's kind of like, okay, let's reset the offense a little bit and and bring those valuations down to a little bit more realistic uh, number. So th that's the first thing. Number two is is that, in my opinion, Tony, they provide an opportunity, right? Not that, true. you know, so if the market is down 12% in one week, okay, kind of like what we experienced roughly, depending on the index you look at, um, then, then, you know, there's an opportunity there sometimes to, to put some additional money in the market. And, um, so when it does kind of rebound and not that it happens right away. Um, so I don't want to promise anything. I just, sometimes they be, present opportunities. I'll just leave it at that. Sure. Okay. Sure. And even if it continues down at people panic when it, when it goes down and they, they start, you know, I've got to convert everything to cash. But I know that um, there are examples of people who did that in 2008, 2009. I right. was talking to uh, a friend the other day and they pulled their money out at the end of 2008 or at beginning of 2009 oh. when it was dropped and they never got back in. Oh boy. So they, they moved to a cash, cash position, mm -hmm. but they missed that all. So they pulled, they, they sold low and then they never got back <laughs> in to t partake in the gains. And you know, just a couple of years later, the market was setting record highs again. So I, not just a couple of years, a couple of years can be a long time, but if you have that time frame, but again, that just shows it depends on everybody's personal situation, doesn't it? It does. But I will tell you this, Tony, this is why you hire an advisor to yeah. prevent yourself from doing things like that. Okay. And they're worth their weight in gold if they can really truly provide you with some good advice and keep you on track. You know, the first thing I said was, is that, hey, you know, the corrections are good. They're healthy for the market. The second thing I said was they present opportunities. And number three, Tony, what I will say about when markets go down like they have recently is that you need to make sure your global allocation of assets is in line. And what I mean by that is if you have the right allocation. So last year, there's a big run up in the, in the markets. If you didn't take some money off the table or if you didn't what we call rebalance, Okay, those are the things you need to do to make sure that you will stay on track. Okay, so so rebalancing and making sure that your assets are always allocated towards your goals, not your neighbors, not your moms, not your daughters, your goals. Then you should be just fine no matter what happens. Okay, right. Yeah, sorry. Right. I got off on a little tangent there. No, no problem. <laughs> but now back to what you were talking yes. about before the last break. You said. There was this bankrate.com article, yes. uh, six in 10 Americans don't know how much money they need to retire. I think that number might be even higher personally, at least amongst people I know and talk to. <laughs> right. But um, uh, but the study also said that uh, one out of every 10 baby boomers, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, um, never plan to retire. Right. And, you know, uh, I think of if, if uh, out of 10 of my peers, statistically one of them is never planning on retiring. I would say that would have to be Mitch, our our editor and producer of the radio okay. show. That guy, that guy is always. Are you, are you picking on Mitch right now? You, you, no, I'm I'm complimenting him. He's always working. If anybody's not going to retire, it's that guy. Well, he's got a good worth worth work ethic and drive is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm sure Mitch has some idea of what he would need for retirement income, Tony. I'm going to, I'm yeah, going to, I would hope so. <laughs>
So in that survey, by the way, respondents had wildly varying ideas about how much they think they need to save for retirement. Um, and what I tell people is, and, and you know, you get the question, oh, is it a million dollars? Is that the number? There's no actual magical number, by the way. It's all about what your income needs are. It's not about saving a dollar amount or it's not even about how much money you have. It's all about how much money you spend. Okay, because that's going to determine how much money you need per month. Then, yes, there's an end result that, you know, th- th- this pot of money that you have saved would provide that or it won't. And we need to make adjustments. Does that make sense, Tony? Yeah, no, no, I think that makes perfect sense. So, you know, I mean, but the problem is the the range there. I mean, you're any anywhere less than from anywhere less than 250,000 to infinity basically. Exactly, right? Exactly. So, it's good to have some idea or some savings, I guess, if you you know, even if you do plan on working the rest of your life. Here's the point. Get a plan, right? In other words, get a plan now to to estimate how much you'll need in retirement. And then, therefore, you can determine how much you should be saving now to continue that lifestyle throughout retirement. Now, you're always going to have variables, Tony. You, you know, the market's going to do its thing. Uh, there's going to be new presidents that will make tax rates different than what they are now. So there's variables there. But you've got to start. You've got to have a foundation, and that's having a plan, you know, just to kind of figure out where you're at, where you're going, and ultimately how you're going to get there. So yeah. that, that's the deal. That's the rub. Boy, we're just really getting all kind of philosophical today, aren't we? Is that a word? <laughs> philosophical. There we go. I think that's what you were looking yes, for. Yes. But yeah. Yeah, you are. Too and, much coffee. Uh, too much coffee. Uh, there's never too much coffee, in my opinion. I mean, to just to keep up with you on the show today, Brock, I must have drank 30 or 40. Cups. Okay. All right. Well, come on. Hang on here. Okay. We still got two more segments after this one. That's true. Yeah. That is true. So, um, so anyway, Tony, it's better to have some money in savings and not need it than to not have a nest egg. I think that really kind of summarizes this, you know, this conversation here. Yeah, it does. Um, and the good news is that while you're working, you can do it right? You've got the earnings power. You've got time. You've got the power of compounding. You've, you know, there's a lot of things in your favor while you're still working that you don't have when you start taking money out. Okay. And, 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 and this is what I always say. And I wrote this in my book, which by the way, I can't believe we haven't plugged the book today yet, but, but, oh, you're going to have to do that. I am going to have to do that. So I wrote a book. It's called the last paycheck. Okay. How to build sustainable retirement income. And keep those paychecks coming in because ultimately that's what you're going to do. At some point in your life, folks, you're going to get to the retirement cliff. Are you going to be able to get to the other side? Have you built a sustainable bridge to retirement? And that's kind of what we're talking about today, which is if you never plan to retire is not really a plan. Yeah. Because that last paycheck, uh, that's only going to last you, uh, you know, a couple of weeks or (laughs) maybe a month, right? (laughs) And, uh, you know, a lot of people, as they're living longer and longer, spend 20, 30 years in retirement, don't they? They do. And, you know, we're living, like you said, that's another risk, by the way, longevity. You know, you don't know how long you're going to live. If you do, give us a call, by the way. You know, we could, (laughs) yeah, really. We've got a business venture for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, it's, it's it, longevity is definitely something. Uh, here's another one, by the way, Tony, inflation, you know, mm-hmm. what, what, you know, we've had really, really low inflation, uh, over the last several years. And, and what happens if that ticks up to, you know, high single digits or even double digits? I know that seems like impossible, like that would never happen, but it has happened in our economy before. It, yeah, I mean, it was that way in the 80s when I was, right. you know, for my mom and dad in the 80s. And yeah, I think it could definitely get to that point again. So give us an example, Where inflation and interest rates go back up, right? Right, exactly. So so give us an example, Tony. When, when you, you know, can you remember back, for example, when you, you know, first bought your first car, right? And how much was it? Well, <laughs> that's a hilarious story. Okay. And uh, I'd love it's, to hear a, it. it's it's a bit extreme. My dad paid 50 bucks for my first car. 
from a guy. It was a 1962 rusted out Plymouth Valiant with push button transmission. So it was a junker, and he got it from this guy because he knew. And of course, you know, I the first day I drove it, I we lived out on a farm in Minnesota. I, I loose gravel, I put it in the ditch. So that's why he spent fifty. Did it actually operated? It actually worked. But I, uh, oh yeah, it worked great. I drove it for, I drove that car for I'd say my first year or two, for a year or two, and then I got a nicer one. Um, I don't know, uh, Chevy Vega wagon, a <laughs> uh, little one, sport wagon. Yeah, yeah. So how much did you spend uh, on that? And one? I don't know. I don't know how much that cost. Okay. I mean, that was like eight hundred. 600 bucks maybe oh wow okay and yeah. so what year are we talking about roughly just uh this would have been 82 83 84 right in there okay so 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 you know can you imagine i mean think about how much cars are nowadays can you imagine how much oh yeah some of those yeah. same cars are now yeah i mean it actually the 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 wagon and then a little pickup i got those drove you know for a long long time i mean it wasn't like the first car was a joke. I mean, even fifty dollars back then was nothing. But, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I mean, to buy a car for five, you couldn't. The car I got for five hundred dollars, uh, my second vehicle, um, was would nowadays, I suppose, cost cost six thousand, okay, five thousand dollars. But see, I mean, look at the at, le- at the very least, right? But look at the difference. I mean, that's ten times the cost in yeah. in what thirty years, you know, or yeah, thirty five, yeah. forty years, whatever. Um, yeah. so, so, you know, inflation and taxes and longevity, those are some of the yep. big risk. And those are also the reasons why you need to save money and not just say you never plan to retire. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, Tony, we got to well, back. Wait, yeah. wait back before you go to the break. I just one more fun thing. Yes. Fun fact about my early cars. Yes. My first three vehicles I owned. Yes. The stereo systems I put in them cost more than the vehicle. <laughs> That sounds like a similar story. <laughs> I uh, my, my first car was a 1988 Grand Am, and oh wow, yeah, and I bought it in 2000. So you know it was 12 years old. So you know whatever, uh, and I think I was paid like 1500 bucks for it or something maybe. But sure. but but when you drove it and you turned the air conditioning on, it would leak in the passenger side floorboard. So if anybody <laughs> had nice shoes on, I would say you might want to oh, put your feet no. up a little bit. Yeah. So, oh no. Similar kind of story there. But <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, listen, we got to take a break real quick here, and we'll come back and kind of talk more about savings and why you should, and some of the other things that you could do to help yourself in your retirement. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573 332 7855. That number again is 573-332-7855. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people and folks, we are here with you every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. But we're also here to help you. So if you want to take the next step to help you and your family get a better idea of where you need to be and how I can help you get there, give us a call. 573 573- 332-7855. Give us a call. Leave us a message. Go to our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com. Okay. And many people, Tony, by the way, say that they like the left side of my website better than the right. Only because my wife <laughs> is on the left side of the web page. But yeah, I know, right? It's I a, thought you were going to relate that to some left brain, right brain <laughs> you know, physiology or biology thing, but, uh, yeah. but no, it's just, it's just that, uh, your wife's on the left. Yes. And so, okay. Of the side of the site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it is a great website, Tony. And, 
And there's lots of great information. There's some videos on there about the different topics that we talk about on this show. You can download the Retirement Income Toolkit, which has some great information to get you started. But again, ultimately, if you want to take the next step, give us a call. We'll sit down with you. And again, there's no cost to just sit down and talk about your situation. Okay. Um, all right, Tony. So uh, what are we going to talk about next? Well, I, I mean, we've been talking about financial planning for people who don't plan to retire, right? Um, which is always interesting. And, and you know, you discussed that plans might change even though you don't plan to retire. Uh, that's your plan. Uh, but the old saying, man plans, God laughs. Uh, that's what happens. Right. Um, your plans might change due to unforeseen circumstances, right? Absolutely. And so what I'll say to that is, and I'm going to actually put a couple arguments together for people that, you know, plan to work longer. But but before I do that, I would just, again, I'm going to reiterate, saving money should still be a part of your plan. Oh, yeah. Okay. There have been several recent studies looking at the benefits of working longer, not just financially, by the way, but for your overall health. So let's get to some of the health benefits um, on working longer. It's actually from the National Bureau of Economic Research. They put out an article, working longer can sharply raise retirement income. And it found that adding one extra year to a 66-year-old's career produced a 7.75% increase in inflation-adjusted retirement income. Okay, so that's an increase of nearly 8% for only one year of extra work. Okay. Wow, that's an incredible statistic. How could that be possible? Well, a big part of that comes from your your increasing benefits with Social Security. Okay, so working a little bit longer and postponing, you know, drawing your benefits uh, results in what we call delayed retirement credits. And so once you hit the age of your full retirement age, so for many people it's, you know, 66 50, if you've been, if you were born in 1954 or later, it's 67. So, you know, 67 as a full retirement age from there, it's an 8% increase in your social security benefits. So if you elect your benefits, you miss out on that 8% increase, right? Plus, by the way, I'm going to throw this in there too. And, you know, when they look at how much you're going to get in your social security benefit, uh, it's the highest 35 years. And so if you add an additional year that would go towards that calculation, I mean, that's another reason why your benefits could go up, okay? It's because Mm. they're going to recalculate it based on you working that year and earning that money and contributing towards Social Security, plus then you get the delayed retirement credit. Wow. So, yeah. So that's- Those sound like amazing benefits. (laughs) They are. And, 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 And it's especially important for lower income workers. Okay, because because according to the National Bureau of Economic Research report, a lower wage worker has only has to work a little more than two months longer to receive a Social Security benefit increase that is equal to 30 years of saving an extra percentage of income. And again, that's an amazing statistic as well, you know, to, to, to know that you can put a little bit more money away. You know, and uh, so that that always helps. Yeah. Well, obviously, the more you can put away, the better. Right. And uh, and uh, you know, uh, you, the National Bureau of Economic Research, Enber <laughs> uh, or N B E R, I guess. Right. And that report, I guess, makes the case that when you file for Social Security, you want to time it, is what you're saying. So you can get the most benefits possible, maximize those social security benefits. And you've talked about that before, right? We have, and we talk about it a lot. So here's the deal, Tony, is that social security benefits and the ability to maximize those benefits over your lifetime is still, no matter what, how much money you have saved for retirement or what your income is, it's still the foundation so you want to make sure you maximize those benefits and not just look at a paycheck per month at a certain ages, but how much can you collect out of the system between you and your spouse, maybe? That's what we need to look at, the pile of money that you will collect from Social Security. That's what I want you to think about when it comes to Social Security benefits. Not so much a check 
at certain ages. So that's that's a different way of thinking when it comes to Social Security. But we have a report called the Social Security Maximization Report that makes it very easy to make the best decision when it comes to Social Security benefits and when and how to elect your benefits. So, so if you have this resource available, now again, if you're single, it's a little bit easier. You can do a break-even analysis and kind of figure it out. But if you're married, you've got your benefit, you've got spousal benefits to think about, and then the one that most people forget about are survivorship benefits. So, so those survivorship benefits are benefits that's the higher of the two checks that the surviving spouse will collect. So, so that, that, that one, though, from a planning perspective, is so, so important, and it's missed so many times. So you don't have to be in that situation. You can give us a call at 573-332-7855, and you can talk to us about getting your own Social Security maximization report to help determine how and when to elect your benefits. Okay. Wow. So, yep. Yep. So that's the that deal. Makes sense. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. Yeah. So now, now let's go back to your earlier yes. um, comments about health benefits of working longer. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that. So let's look at another. I know we we look at a lot of different studies and and we look at a lot of different articles um, to provide information on this show, but it's a very good way to bring information that's relative to the topics. Okay. And, and so this Hartford health letter, um, uh, it's called, uh, working later in life can pay off in more than just income. It's from June of 2018. The letter references the increasing evidence of significant health benefits of working beyond age 65. Studies have shown positive results for longevity and reduced risk for dementia and heart attacks. Wow. So, Tony, you, you hear the story and you may even have relatives and friends that, you know, people retire and then, you know, you just find out their health goes down and it's. Yeah, right away. Yeah. Or uh, it just doesn't, they don't live as long as you expect them to. It kind of starts going downhill fast after they retire. I know. And it doesn't have to be that way. But, but what happens is, is that you retire and your body and your mind is so used to being on a routine of doing a certain activity. And if you don't have something to fulfill that, not only with your mind, but with your body and physical activity, things can go awry quickly. Okay. So what I tell people is if you're getting ready to retire or close to retirement, have a plan as to what you're going to do every day as well. Because as this article says, you know, dementia sets in, heart attacks happen because people just get lazy. They don't have an idea what they're doing. They're kind of for all intents and purposes, Tony, they're kind of just wondering, you know, in this world. Mm. And, yeah. and and so it's very important that you have a plan as to what you're going to do to keep you stimulated from not only a mental perspective, but also from a physical perspective. Right. And I have, um, I have a personal story that fits in perfectly with this point. Good. Uh, and really illustrates it well. It, it won't take long. It's my grandfather, Grandpa Bob Shore. He turned 99 last month. Wow. Okay. wow. February 25th, 99 years old. And uh, that's not so amazing these days. You hear of a well, lot of people living do. to 100 and even beyond now. However, what is amazing is mentally sharp, physically fine, drives a huge truck, pulls a big fifth wheel trailer, uh, drives it out uh, with his wife to um, national parks. He paints, he takes pictures, and he still works on the farm. What? <laughs> At ninety nine. See, I and think they that's asked just him his awesome. secret. Yeah. yeah, they asked him his secret. You know, the, every year now since he turned ninety five, every year the TV stations and local newspapers come out and they say, you know, tell us your secret. You know, Bob Shore, um, you know, Heritage Farm here in Worthington, Minnesota. Um, you know, how do you do it? You know, you're, you're physically active at 99. What's your secret? And he said, you just never stop. Right. Right. You I just, have never stopped or slowed down. I just keep going. Just keep going. Put your head down and keep going. Right. Yep. <laughs> See, I think that's an amazing story. And you do hear uh, a lot of stories like that, that, you know, help people live longer. 
I mean, you've got to keep your mind and your body stimulated, in my opinion. Yep. You know, I know some people, you know, my my dad, for example, you know, he just wants to play golf every day. (laughs) And it keeps him motivated. It keeps him going, you know, and he, I always tease him. I say, Dad, you need to go volunteer somewhere. You need to do something other than just think about, watch, and do, and and, and read about, and, and golf. Everything's golf. But yeah. at the same well, time, though, if it keeps him active, exactly. though, that's the key. Exactly. Right there. So, yeah. hey, it is what it is. All right, Tony. Well, listen, we got to take one more break. We got one more segment to come back to. It's uh, the retirement playbook. Mechanics, doctors, house inspectors, what do they all have in common? They all use books. Whether it's a manual for that 2014 Chevy Silverado or a current building code, we feel your retirement shouldn't be any different. My book, The Last Paycheck, written by me, Brock Alspaugh from Innovative Financial Solutions, has the information you need to know before retiring. When you're done working, how do you keep those paychecks coming in? You know, success in retirement means having the income to do what you want and when you want to do it. And your retirement success relies on one thing, you. So go to Amazon and search The Last Paycheck. It's $12.95 and has 65 pages of great retirement planning information. You can also visit us on the web at theinnovativeteam.com. And don't forget to listen to our radio show, The Retirement Playbook, on Saturday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on KZIM, KSIM. Innovative Financial Solutions is a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri and is not affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All right. Welcome back to our last segment here on the Retirement Playbook brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. And today uh, I have Tony Shore with me and we've been talking about what if you plan to never retire? Okay. Uh, If that's your plan is to never retire, what are some of the drawbacks? What can you do? What should you be doing? We've been talking all about that today on the show. So welcome back, Tony. Well, thank you so much, Brock. And uh, yep, I've really enjoyed the show so far. And before our uh, break, you mentioned that we were going to talk, we already started to talk a little bit more about some potential health benefits that actually come with postponing retirement, right? That's correct, Tony. And I think this segment is going to surprise some people in our audience today. And after all, we've often been told that retiring as soon as possible is the dream scenario. But what if that's simply not true? This last segment, we're going to focus on some benefits from a U.S. News and World Report article titled Four Reasons to Work Longer. And it was from June of 2018. Well, excellent. What's first on that list? So so one benefit that comes from delaying retirement, according to this article, is social engagement. Okay. And we kind of referenced this in our last segment about, you know, keeping your mind and body stimulated. But yep. our working lives are built around a routine. So even if you aren't per, uh, punching a literal time card at work, okay, you, you guys remember those time cards? They don't have time cards anymore. Did you no, ever work somewhere where you had a, a time card? Most places don't. Yeah. Do you, did you ever work somewhere where there was a time card, Tony? Um, I remember I had, I think I had like one part-time job once upon a time that had a time card, but boy, <laughs> that was a long time ago. I, I worked at, um, uh, what is the name of that store? Uh, Dollar General. And we had the, oh yeah. And we, and when I was in college and we, we had the old time cards and it was, yeah. Wow. Really? Pretty, yeah. Yeah. We sure did. Wow. But uh, I'm pretty sure those aren't around anymore. No. But anyway, I this think not. that daily routine that we were talking about, Tony, and the structure can help older people reduce those feelings of isolation that contribute to depression, anxiety, and even other mental health problems. Okay? So, again, hitting on the fact that as humans, we are uh, routine-oriented. Okay? We like routines. Okay. Now we also like to get out of our routines and go on vacations, (laughs) but, but, but for the most part, it's like I always tell kids or tell parents, kids want discipline, whether they, they, they're not going to tell you that, but ultimately they want and need discipline. Okay. And it's kind of the same thing here, getting in a routine and having some discipline as to what you're doing and why you're doing it is always a good thing. And so again, maybe one of the benefits of working longer, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is interesting that there are 
some of these benefits uh, of working longer. And I think, uh, and of course, uh, that assumes your job doesn't contribute to feelings of anxiety and depression. Well, <laughs> you know, if you want to stay in your job. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, there are situations and people that are in that, you know, that, that, that are in that situation. Um, and delaying retirement just for the sake of it may not be for everyone. Uh, but if your job provides positive health benefits while also increasing your potential retirement income, you know, that's a win-win, Tony. Uh, in fact, that scenario is a nice segue into another benefit mentioned in the article, which is more wealth. Well, that makes sense. And continuing to accumulate income and thereby increasing your retirement cushion, obviously that's a smart play, right? It is. And you know, when I talk to clients, we often discuss the fear of running out of money during retirement. Okay. And, and quite honestly, that's why people come and see me. They want to make sure that they're not going to run out of money. And whether it's due to a lack of savings, potential health problems, or some other unexpected cost, there seems to always be a concern about the future. Okay, and that's that's a good thing. You should be concerned about that, but it's what you do about it. Okay, so maximize your potential income and having a clear retirement strategy can bring a lot of peace of mind, Tony. Um, and that's what I tell people that we do. You know, I had a gentleman in my office this past week and I said, hey, listen, um, you know, this is kind of what we do. What are you looking for? What do you need? What, do you, what, what Why are you here, in other words? And so he began to describe his situation and, you know, Tell me a little bit more about yourself and, you know, the, getting to that to the real need of and, and the meat and potatoes of why he was here. And ultimately, it was he needs peace of mind about what he's doing and why he's doing it. And that's what we can do. That's that's what putting a plan together. We actually call our process uh, creating the retirement playbook. It's the name of our radio show, but it's also the name of our process. So when you leave and you get through done and you're through our process, you will have your own retirement playbook, okay? And so that's what it does. It brings that peace of mind. Sorry, Tony, if yeah. I went on a tangent there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a couple of benefits. But if I recall correctly, you mentioned three. So what's the last benefit you want to talk about uh, to delaying retirement, according to that U.S. News & World Report article you mentioned? So the last one is that delaying retirement and uh, you know working longer can help you feel happier. And I know some people may be listening to this going, what? Working longer, making me feel happier? I don't, that's not something that uh, those two correlate with my situation, but sometimes it does. And, and, and now here's where we all uh, go a slightly different direction than the article, okay? Because I've known many, and I've talked to many retirees who were very happy working in retirement. And while they may say, well, yeah, someday I'm going to hang it up and someday I'm going to do this, they're just happy in retirement and they like to work. They've found a sense of purpose through either traveling or starting a new hobby or adventure. Okay. And what some of my clients are finding is that work and retirement can bring different but equally valuable senses of purpose. Does that make sense? So, yeah. so, so, so planning for the type of retirement that will be fulfilling to you can provide you with security and freedom. So if it's working in retirement to provide you this happiness and this feeling of security and freedom, then why not? I have several clients, Tony, that are still working. And it goes back to the, the conversation from the beginning of the show. Are you working because you have to or are you working because you want to and it makes you feel happy? One of my clients is a physician that is working in retirement. He feels like it is a calling. And that's great. Does he have to work? No. But he chooses to because he feels like he's here to serve to do exactly that. And that's awesome. I think that is incredible. Um, and so it's just a matter of, and it kind of goes back to, to everything we talk about, which is it's how you feel about it. You know, what, what do you want? Okay. It's not what your, you know, your brothers and your sisters and your friends and what they want. It's not the same, 
But what I would encourage you to do, encourage you to do is talk to your significant other. Figure out what you want to do in retirement, okay, and how you want to do it. And there's a cost associated to that. Is it working in retirement? Is it traveling in retirement? Is it going to see the grandkids in retirement? It doesn't matter what it is. There's a cost associated to it. So what can you do now to help maintain that lifestyle and live that and never have the threat of running out of money? Tony, I think I just summarized the whole show right there. You really (laughs) did a good job of that there. Uh, That's true. You did summarize the whole show. And it's good to have these discussions because uh, you need a plan. And again, there is no one size fits all solution. But you know what? The time has flown by and we're almost out of time for today's show. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about or add before we go today? You know what, Tony? No, I think I summarized it pretty well there. Um, You know, develop a plan and and, and just don't say that you're you're always going to work and that you're going to work till you die and that you never plan to retire. Don't say those kinds of things, right? Do something about it. Save some money still. Uh, Don't just live in the now. Um, And and you can get started by doing all of that by giving us a call at 573-332-7855. Or you can go to our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com. There's plenty of information on there to get started. Okay, you can download our retirement income toolkit. You can order my book called The Last Paycheck, How to Build Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep Those Paychecks Coming In. Folks, it's been a wonderful show. I feel like that uh, we've provided some good information to you. And um, Tony, is there anything else? I think that's it, right? Well, I think that does it. And a great show today. But one more time before we go, what's that phone number our listeners can call to set up that consultation with you? 573-332-7855. Folks, have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Elspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.